Welcome back, Leaf Nation, to the Believers Podcast. I <laughs> this is going to be such a fun fucking episode. Holy shit. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Mikey D. Um, so for most of today's show, uh, I'm going to talk about the Leafs, how well they've been playing uh, for this past month. Mm. Uh, no NHL outside of the Leafs talk this week. It'll be more Leafs-centric this week. Uh, and to, uh, well, there will be a jersey discussion. I, uh, a jersey fanatic. Um, some jerseys were released this past week. And as a Jersey fanatic, I want to dig my teeth into that topic. And then to end the show, um, I'll answer a couple of questions. So it'll be a fun note to end on. Um, But to start the show, I'm fucking pumped. I'm honestly fucking pumped. Uh, Because starting today, uh, tickets were put on sale for Spider-Man No Way Home. This is the next Spider-Man movie. This is the next movie in line for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, honestly, this is such a high-priority event for me that I, me- I was like, I-, I messaged a buddy earlier today, and I said, um, on my wedding day, question mark, um, I would not plan that day to land on the same day as a release day of a Spider-Man movie. I just, I don't fuck around when it comes to Spider-Man. Like, this movie comes out on the 17th, but I'll be seeing it on the 16th. And all I want to do on December 16th is read a couple of Spider-Man graphic novels and re-watch the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies that lead up to this one. Um, like, I want to make a day out of it. Um, friggin'... So, yeah, so like, like I said, this movie comes out December 17th, but when it comes to the more, you know, big, big budget movies, the superhero movies, uh, you can get advanced screening tickets for, for some movies, and that's what I normally tend to go for when it comes to the superhero movies, especially Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, and, yeah, I'm seeing this one on the 16th, at 3.30 p.m., and and I just, I can't wait. I'm so fucking pumped. Honestly, it, it's funny because, so tickets went on sale just after 12 p.m. through Cineplex. Um, I had the Cineplex app up on my phone and Safari loading up the Cineplex uh, website, and I wanted to see which one would load quicker because when it comes to these uh, superhero movies, there's a large amount of people pre-ordering tickets at the same time and the apps will crash the websites will crash and you just have to believe for the best don't you know and ladies and gentlemen i believed and lo and behold i got a ticket hallelujah um (laughs) uh the for me the website loaded slowly but surely but i was able to get one there and um yeah i just spidey's my boy i can't wait i'm Let's go! <laughs> um, to wrap that up. Um, so yeah, so to get into the uh, jersey discussion, um, so three jerseys were released uh, for the NHL. The New Jersey Devils have released a jersey, and for the international games, 
Team Canada and Team USA have released a jersey. I'll talk about the Devils first and then uh, Team USA and Team Canada last. Uh, so I have a Devils buddy. He's going to hate this, and I'm sorry, buddy. Um, but the New Jersey Devils have released an all well, it's a new alternative jersey. It's an all-black jersey. They've been rumored to get a black jersey for a while now. And, like, there is potential when it comes to, like, a black jersey. Like, it could look badass if it's done right. Um, it could even look old school. Like, if the striping pattern is... Like, I feel the striping pattern's okay. Um, so what it is, it's an all-black jersey and white stripes... On the ar on both arms, a white stripe on the bottom and white stripes on on the top on the shoulders, and like the, okay, that's that's fine and whatnot. It it looks very much like a Chicago Blackhawks jersey, um, but it's it like that that part of it is okay, but it's the smack dab in the middle is in cursive writing. It says Jersey, and there's shades of red on the sides of the letters. Now, I don't mind cursive writing on jerseys as long as it's done right. Uh, for example, the Calgary Flames, a couple of years ago, uh, they had an alternate jersey. It's an all-red jersey, black, white, and yellow stripes on both arms and on the bottom, and black uh, on the top, on the shoulders. This is a jersey that just really pops, honestly. It, you really need to look at the, the image because this is a beautiful jersey uh and smack dab in the middle in cursive writing it says calgary what i thought was really cool like the cherry on top for this jersey is they threw in like a miniature flaming sea like it looks really sick um but in terms of the devil's alternate here it it just comes off as plain now with the devil's like they could have gone the route of using their primary logo, the NJ with the uh, devil tail and the horns. That that would have looked sick if they maybe made it black to blend in with the jersey or maybe a lighter black to kind of just lightly pop out. I don't know. Um, or hell, even if they did a whole new logo, like if they made a red demon, that that would have so much friggin' potential, actually. Um, but ultimately, it was just a bummer. And it's there will be more jerseys down the line. And it's just, yeah, this one was just a bummer. Um, now, to get into the international jerseys, Team USA, honestly, it, it's funny. Because this is hockey, but th all three of their jerseys look like soccer jerseys. So two of their jerseys are blue jerseys. Uh, one is like a darker blue and the other is uh, more of a royal blue. Um, <clears throat> and on the more royal blue jersey here, for example, it's, it's funny because there's like a darker shade of blue striping uh, going across the middle on both arms and uh, middle of the jersey. And USA in white, it, it kind of pops. Uh, the white one is kind of okay, I guess. It's a white jersey, uh, small uh, blue stripe on top, big blue stripe in the middle, and a small red stripe on the bottom uh, on both arms and in the middle of the jersey, uh, USA in the middle, 
And it's it's honestly just if you if you see the image of these jerseys, they all look like soccer jerseys. It's um, they're not they're not horrible, but they're not good. Like they're just kind of middle of the pack. Eh, don't really give a shit. Um, now for Team Canada, um, a quick side note about the logo. Like it would just be perfect if they went back to the logo from, like, the 2010s, like the, the player in the middle and the puck on the bottom because that was such a perfect, beautiful logo. Um, but this one, if you're going to do a new logo, at least make it look cool. It it looks cool on two of the jerseys. Um, so for their three, for Team Canada's three jerseys here, um, there's an all-red one. With black accents, there's black accents on the shoulders, uh, black stripes on both arms, and uh, black stripes on the bottom, and the new leaf logo in the middle in black, and it's this is the weakest of the bunch for sure, um, but the reverse of it is it's all black and only red stripes on the shoulders. And the this new leaf logo in the middle with a black a red outline around it, it it looks kind of cool. Like it might look really cool seeing it in action. Um, but I feel the one that is just this is the best of the bunch at least. Uh, it's an all white jersey, uh, red accents on both shoulders, uh, red stripes on both arms and on the bottom, and the. Uh, this new Maple Leaf logo in the middle. Uh, it, it is, this is definitely the best looking jersey of the bunch. Um, that's, that's all the jerseys. Um, you know, some, uh, just some bummers, some, uh, see, that's the thing is like, not every jersey will be uh, a home run. Like there will be some stinkers and there'll be more jerseys to come. And, uh, and I can't wait for the, the league to release more jerseys. So uh, we'll stay tuned for more jerseys when they release. But moving on to the Leafs. Holy shit. Um, in my 30, almost 30 years of being alive, um, I don't think there's ever been... Like, there have been good Leaf teams. Uh, like, from the 90s, the early 90s early 2000s and well now lately with you know the Matthews Marner core um this team though this year's team holy shit they look good um throughout the month of November they only have two losses holy shit um <laughs> so to kind of just quickly recap the four games since the last uh, Believers pod. Um, they played the Islanders on Sunday. Uh, honestly, this was one of two wins that I felt was really easy for the Leafs, where, um, well, at least after watching a couple minutes of the Islanders, because holy shit, I didn't think they'd take that big of a step back this year. Like, the New York Islanders have been such a dangerous team where they've, uh, made it to the final four in the playoffs the past two years. Um, they they have they play such a style of play under Lou Lamorello and and his system and whatnot. And 
this year they've taken such a step back. Because, like, in 17 games played, they only have five wins, 10 losses, and two overtime for 12 points. And they're dead last in that silly Metro division. Um, I don't know what the hell is going on in there, but, like, uh, Lou's got to figure it out. Like, holy shit. That is... um, But you know what? The Leafs got two points out of it. They got... Uh, Joseph Wall, uh, they got him his first NHL career shutout uh, by winning 3-0. <clears throat> Honestly, uh, this is where the Leafs will, like, they're they're starting to gel a little bit better here. Uh, it was a fun team effort in this game. Uh, Marner, he had a couple of points. He had a nice, uh, really nice backhander, shorthanded goal. Casey uh, Kampf had a nice connection. Um, and, and yeah, like it was just a fun, uh, fun team win. And, and then rolling on into Wednesday, they're in Los Angeles and this is to really start the California road trip. Um, and you, you know what, on the topic of jerseys, cause the, the, uh, the Kings, I actually thought they were going to wear, uh, something in the theme of their purple and yellow jerseys. Because during the warm-ups, the Kings were in these all-purple jerseys with uh, yellow lettering that went downwards, and it said um, uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Um, and then there was a little crown uh, on the top, on, on the top right, and it, it looked cool. I mean, I, I like the Kings when they do the, the purple and yellow. Like, that's, it's a nice color scheme. Uh, when they bring it back, like the, the reverse retro from last year was such a winning jersey. Oh my god, like that is a gorgeous jersey. Um, these ones weren't too bad, um, but what they ended up wearing when the game actually started was uh, these it's a new alternative for them, it's an all white jersey, uh, and it's the Gretzky uh, era logo where it says Kings going across. Um, but it was done up in silver and for, for me, like I have fun with gimmicks. Like if you're doing it, go all out with it, have some fun with it. Why not? And, and so, so the, the logo is all silver, uh, and even their helmets were all silver. And it, it, it was funny cause a lot of people were hating on it, but I'm like, it's just a silly gimmick. Like just, just fucking roll with it. It's fun. Um, but honestly, um, coming off of the Kings loss, or the Leafs loss against the Kings a couple weeks back, um, I thought you know maybe we might have been in for a similar story, but ultimately the the Leafs just kicked ass because um, Kerfoot scored first, and it was said after that that the Leafs are eight one and zero when scoring first, which just holy shit that's a lot better because over the past couple years. Um, the Leafs have been known to like not start on time. They'll get down early, like two goals, three goals, and they'll have to like climb their way back or they'll lose. Um, but honestly, this year they're eight one and zero when scoring first, and that is just ref- so refreshing to see. Um, but the Kings tied it early in the second. Uh, Sean Dersey, um uh, he was he was within the Maple Leafs organization, uh, but ultimately we had to trade him 
to the Kings to get Jake Muzzin. And it sucks, but you know what? He got a goal and an assist here. Uh, happy for him. He's a, he's a good old Mississauga kid. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know what? The Leafs ended up winning uh, six to two. Like that was such a convincing win. Like um, it felt like everyone was on board. Uh, Nylander, he had a beautiful rocket of a shot. Um, and even the Leafs were they were winning five to one after the second period, and it was it was said on Twitter that. Uh, four goals in in one period is a season high for any Maple Leaf period this season, which, holy shit, ladies and gentlemen, the coffee is good. The coffee is really good today. Um, and even what's funny is, just to kind of quickly wrap this game up, um, one of the Leafs goals is the Leafs didn't even score on it. Philip Deneau... Uh, on the Los Angeles Kings, kind of just where he was placed, the puck went off his skate and in the net, and it was absolutely fucking hilarious because he did the exact same fucking thing in the uh, in the Leafs-Kings game just a couple weeks back, except, you know, he kicked it into the Leafs net. So this is karma. Woo. Um, <laughs> what goes around comes around, buddy. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so Friday, uh, the Leafs continue the California road trip in San Jose. Uh, like the Sharks have been, saw, and, and again, it's the California road trip. Usually this is known as the Valley of Death and like, you're lucky to even leave with one, maybe two points, but the Leafs came out with everything here. So, um, <laughs> friggin', I'm not honestly not sure how the Sharks have been doing because like there was a couple years ago where they made it to the cup final and and like slowly but surely they've been kind of losing uh steam in their engine um there are shining moments like they got James Reimer back he's been really good for them uh Brent Burns he's one of my favorite hockey players to watch um that big beautiful bastard um <laughs> Um, but honestly, uh, so going into this game, Joseph Wool uh, had his third NHL career start. Um, the pace of it was just, it was a fun start on the Leafs end. Uh, Nylander scored early on, and I was really happy at that because that got me some Tim's points closer to a free coffee. Thank you, William Nylander. Um, uh, but you know what? Uh, Benino scored a lucky shot on wall and it was their it turned out to be the sharks only goal the leafs just steamrolled their way uh throughout the rest of this game confidence simmons uh simmons tipped it in uh honestly like i've been i've been saying it for a while like his dam's gonna break sooner or later because he's been getting really good chances throughout the whole month of november like he's been a very noticeable player on ice um he's putting the team in good positions and and he's been feisty to watch like it's it's been fucking awesome uh watching Simmons play lately um and uh Matthews got a goal uh Tavares was in front of the net for the 4-1 uh 
and then Joseph Wall just it was honestly late in this game when Joseph when it got when things got hairy. Um, Joseph Wall put on such a friggin' performance that it's like okay, we should should we start talking about his contract now? Because holy shit, this kid can play. I want this kid to stay a Maple Leaf. Holy shit, he looked so friggin' impressive. Um, and and you know what it is too is um, is his calming presence, like just. He zones out. He's he zens out uh, in between plays. You see him close his eyes. He's in the moment and just holy shit. I I hope this kid signs for like, um, like I hope he doesn't price himself out of the city. Um, cause just holy shit, man. What a what a thirty four save, uh, performance. Just that that was his third career win too. Um, <laughs> and it was after that game that the Leafs have won 13 out of their last 15 games played. Oh, just fucking music to my ears. And <laughs> uh, so for last night's game, they were in Anaheim to close out the California road trip. What was cool about this game was it's Jason Spezza's uh, 1200th game. Uh, honestly, he doesn't look a day over 600 games. Uh, that man has really turned back the clock since being a Leaf. I hope he's a Leaf for at least, maybe after this season, he might call it quits, but I would love to see him come back for just one more. Just, ah, hopefully, um, he's been fun to watch, honestly. Um, and honestly, it's really this game where, uh, was the most, at least out of the, the games from this past week, was the most challenging. Even though they ran up the score, it was still a challenging game because the Ducks have been getting a lot better uh, recently. They've really had a, a full inject of youth in that team. And, and friggin'. But once the Leafs started, you know, running up the score, you know, once it was like 2 nothing, 3 nothing. um, it like things just kind of settled down. Um, honestly, uh, Matthews had a couple of points. Uh, friggin' he had a tip from honestly, a TJ Brody. He so he he shoots the puck from the from the blue line, and I I thought it was TJ Brody. I, I even shouted TJ, yeah. Um, but Matthews was right in front of the net, and the puck just kind of tips off his off of his stick and goes in. And, uh, yeah, he just, he tipped it in. Either way, the puck went in. Yeah, let's go. Um, uh, and honestly, what was really noticeable about this game is how much the players are gelling together. Uh, the Leafs had a nice play to keep the puck in the offensive zone, and and it eventually led to the uh, one of their final goals. Like it's it's really awesome to see that this team is like this is this is definitely more than a hot streak. Like a hot streak is is a couple of games, but this has been a month, and their only two losses were maybe like a week apart. Like this is I okay November twenty twenty one will go down in history as the most winningest 
month in Maple Leaf franchise history. I'm very curious to see how the Maple Leafs can top November with the games that they play in December. And with the games that they play in December, uh, let's just segue. What a beautiful segue into the prediction segment. Um, segue. Um, <laughs> so the Leafs' next game is on Wednesday. They're at home versus Colorado. Now, Colorado, like the Leafs, are one of the league's hottest teams right now. So, uh, Colorado is, out of their last nine games, they have eight wins. And you know what? You know what, too? Uh, Nathan McKinnon, he's rumored to come back into uh, Colorado's roster lineup for that game. So, that will definitely be... Uh, an interesting one if he does come back because he's one of the league's best players. He is one of my favorite players to watch outside of uh, outside of the Leafs. So, like, this is definitely going to be an interesting game to tune into. Um, but I'm going to say my prediction for this one is it's going to be a 5-4 OT win for the Leafs. And then on Saturday, the Leafs will be playing Minnesota. Um... I've been hearing some better things about Minnesota. I haven't watched a lot of Minnesota games this year, not yet at least. Um, but I'm going to say it'll be a 3-2 regulation Leafs win. Let's go, boys. Hopefully, nice Saturday night win. And then on Sunday, they will be playing Winnipeg. And Winnipeg's been um, not doing so great. Well, they've been okay, I guess, but not, not the best. But... Um, kind of middle of the pack, but I'm going to say they, the Leafs win for nothing there. The Leafs will get a shutout. Um, so that's all the predictions, at least for the upcoming games this week. And now to wrap up today's show, I'm going to answer just, uh, I got three questions from social media. Um, and one, one, a buddy had texted me. Uh, so I'm going to start with this one from V. When will the Leafs change their goal song? Now, honestly, this one is a lot of fun because, um, yes, it's been fun to hear Hall and Oates, but it's at least after this past season uh, playoff loss with against Montreal, it, it's definitely worn out. Um, but you know what? The Buffalo Sabres have started. They Like, I believe for this season, they're letting all their players pick their own uh, goal song. And, okay, the Buffalo Sabres have started that. Um, there seems to be a lot of, like, looseness when there comes to when it comes to the Leafs having fun, like, during practice and whatnot, and Keith will play music for them and all that. Um, it would be really cool to see if the Leafs picked up that trend where all of the players pick their own songs. I you know what I wouldn't even be mad if if one of the players kept hauling notes for shits and giggles like if Matthews or Nylander was like you know what for my goals it'll be hauling notes because hell yeah um, but as long as everyone else got to pick a song like uh, pick ACDC or Metallica some some fun and and something hard rock and like uh, like have some fun with it. Um, like Hall and Oates, like that's a fun pop song, a fun pop band too. But 
but like I, I, again the same song it's it's definitely worn it's uh it's it's time has come out and unless like one player keeps it but um yeah that's well we'll have to wait and see like if if the Leafs keep up this and again like they they tend to have be a bit more loose when things are good so hopefully we'll we'll stay tuned on that one uh so now the second question this one comes from Kelly a uh, good buddy of mine on on Facebook, um, and he had asked, uh, name some pro sports athletes that, if granted powers, you feel would make great heroes and why. And there's a part two, but I'm going to answer this one first. And my answer, like just like right off at the top, like this one came to me immediately, is Jack Campbell, because this man is so friggin' wholesome that. If he were given like Superman's powers, oh man, there would be world peace within a week. Like I again, Jack Campbell is so wholesome that I believe we would have world peace in a week. That man is just oh, what a joy. Um, and now for part two is: Are there any known? heroes or villains that were ever hockey players now there's always going to be drama good and evil this and that and for heroes the ones that came to my mind um and i i tried to think back to like previous leaf teams and like the one that really stuck out to me was uh, matt sundin just because like he was known as like the goal scoring hero of the leafs there was the one um, one playoff game where they were playing against Ottawa and he got the goal that is known as the shot heard around Ontario. Um, he's definitely a hero in, in Toronto and will be forever. Um, and for villains, honestly, this was fun to look into. Um, the ones I picked out were Brad Marchand because this guy is such a fucking rat. Friggin' I I don't think there's a player more hated in this league than Brad Marchand. And even what's funny is he even caused shit the other night where he was talking smack to to uh, Panarin on the New York Rangers, and Panarin ended up throwing his glove at Brad Marchand. And even though Brad Marchand was the, the, the bullshit starter here, um, Panarin got fined for it, like... That is, man, that's not right. But uh, Panarin made a joke out of it saying that the pay cut he took was worth it or something like that. Um, and, and honestly, another one, because this guy keeps coming in the news like every other fucking week. Evander Kane. This guy is nothing but fucking trouble. He he filed for bankruptcy. Uh, there's, a, there's a dispute going on with his wife, which... That is a whole other thing. I'm sorry for the wife and the kids because the kids have to deal with that too. Um, and and even the the craziest part of, of of the Evander Kane saga of it all is his he's on the San Jose Sharks and his own teammates don't even fucking like him. Um, apparently, there was a meeting between a lot of the uh, the roster players on the Sharks. They went up to management and they said, we will not play for you if you let uh, Evander Kane come back onto the team this year. So that's why 
uh, as of lately. Like, he was put on waivers. He cleared waivers. So now he's uh, the management. They're able to send him down to the AHL affiliate for San Jose, the Barracuda. Um, honestly, I, I don't know if he'll play in the league. Probably th- there's a dumbass team out there that'll pick him up. Um, there's always someone stupid to pick, uh, pick a player up that shouldn't be picked up. And it, it'll be a matter of time before he comes back. But just that, that man is trouble. And uh, so that's, that's that question. And the final question comes from Brandon. Hey, little broski. <laughs> and Brandon asks, potential big next big bads in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after Kang. Now, oh, this this was a fun question. This was the right question to ask. Um, honestly, I feel like the easy answer is Galactus because, like, he he's one of those. Uh, villains where it's more so uh, multiple heroes come together to defeat him. Um, And even with the introduction of the Fantastic Four coming soon to the MCU, uh, like Galactus is is an easy answer. But I feel like the fun answers are MODOK and Mephesto. Now, I say MODOK because... The character's been getting more popular recently uh, with the, uh, like the Robot Chicken-esque show uh, where MODOK is voiced by Patton Oswalt. Like, that is just a, such a fun show. Um, and then Mephesto, because ever since friggin' uh, WandaVision started releasing earlier this year, it was like week in and week out with each new episode uh Marvel fans were like, oh, it's Mephesto's behind it. Mephesto's behind it. And for those of you that don't know, Mephesto is like Marvel's answer to the devil. Like he, he will grant you anything. He's he's the fucking devil. But they call him Mephesto. Um and so he never showed up in in WandaVision. Uh Kang was more rumored for the Loki series, but there were still, uh, especially there were some, I feel like, Easter eggs that hinted towards Mephesto, which led me to believe that, hey, maybe Mephesto actually might be the surprise villain for this show, but uh, ultimately it was not. Um, If you haven't seen Loki or any of the Disney Plus shows, I highly recommend them. They're all awesome. Um... And now with uh, No Way Home coming out even, um, it's kind of slightly inspired by a very terrible Spider-Man story. And, and again, this is coming from a lifelong Spidey fan. Um, the storyline is called One More Day where he just uh, he gives up his life, his marriage with Mary Jane, um, makes a deal with Mephesto. Um, it took place shortly after the Civil War storyline and just... Um, yeah, it was, it's regarded as one of the worst Spider-Man stories of all time. Um, but the movies, hopefully this movie will do it, will do it a little bit better. Hopefully it's not Mephesto, but in future movies, it would be fun to see the Avengers taking on, the new Avengers taking on, taking on the friggin' devil. That'd be sick. Um, so yeah, those, those would be my fun answers. Um, and that's, 
That's that for that episode, this episode of the Believers Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Believers Pod. You can give me a follow, my personal Twitter at Michael underscore Dalson. And until next time, don't stop believing. <laughs>